Welcome to RMGT Open Mic. I'm Jim Luttrell, your host. Today we're going to be speaking on the topic of offset print versus digital print. And here's a little snippet of what we'll be discussing. Kind of bought into the idea that digital was going to, to continue to eat up huge chunks of the, the offset space and kind of you know, didn't really take some time to, to evaluate what some of the offset manufacturers were doing. So our digital presence continued to grow, but at the same time, our the just our, our costs can continue to grow as well. So, you know, it took some time to, to realize that, you know, what we were doing was kind of going against what we had originally set out to do. So I'm joined by Kyan Hemmen. Kyan is the Vice President of Sales for Print and Finishing Solutions. Uh, welcome to the show, Kyan. Thanks, Jim. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, that's fantastic. Hey, Kyan, tell us briefly about Print and Finishing Solutions. Absolutely. Uh, print and Finishing Solutions is the distributor for RMGT for the Western 18 states. Uh, last year, we celebrated over 20 years in the industry. We are proud to have become one of the largest graphic arts distributors in North America in such a short time, representing products that complement RMGT like Horizon uh, finishing equipment, uh, Screen, EdoTech, and many more products. We're happy to welcome John Cockrell Jr. He's the Managing Director of Cockrell Innovation. They are based in Fort Worth, Texas. And so, John, welcome to the program, and, and tell us a little bit about Cockrell Innovation. Yeah, uh, so a little bit about Cockrell Innovation. Uh, we are a third-generation company, uh, so it was started by my grandfather in 1964. Uh, a lot of the focus was on uh, taking technology that wasn't necessarily maybe mainstream at the time and helping to incorporate that into what made a more efficient printing company. Uh, so. Um, you know, I'd say one of the main things would have been just coatings. Uh, so we were one of the first companies, uh, at least in, in our region, uh, to have inline uh, inline coating, and kind of a, really have adopted you know a lot of that uh, mentality moving forward. Uh, obviously, as we got into digital printing, large format printing, and you know, then obviously kind of looking at the LED UV technology. So you know, at this point in time, it's uh, we we kind of work in a broad variety of, of environments, uh, given kind of those three components of what we do, digital, large format, and offset. But really, it's uh, so much of what we do seems to be related to distribution. Uh, typically, it's companies that um, it's very time-sensitive material. They're trying to get their uh, uh, branded components into the hands of, say, customers, sales reps, uh, just overall workforce. And so typically, they're, they're working with us to uh, make sure that distribution happens on time. Okay. Well, that sounds really interesting. Now, you said your third generation. Um, you know, a lot of us been, you know, saying, oh, I got to get out of the printing industry. But um, I understand that you made a very conscious decision to dive in. You, you want to tell that story? <laughs> yeah, I avoided it. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what we typically hear. So that's why I'm so fascinated by this. Go ahead. 
You know, I um, th- yes, I, I had a different, you know, kind of indirect path into it. Um, I uh, finished my my undergrad in marketing, and then actually uh, had enrolled in a photography school in Santa Barbara. I uh, got out there, and then finally realized, you know, I don't think I necessarily want to do photography for a living. Uh, at that point in time, that's when my father approached me and said. Basically, take three months, write a business plan. We're getting into digital printing, and uh, this will give you an opportunity to to work on something and explore it. And so I I took those three months. I put the plan together, and at that point in time, I realized this is actually something I really do enjoy doing. It uh, combines kind of that marketing side, the the artistic side, and just kind of overall business. And so I realized that you know it was definitely definitely what I wanted to pursue. And from there, we actually started a separate company called Innovation Group. So, John, tell us a little about the company that you've created. Yeah, at the time, everybody said digital is a it's a separate process. It's you know, don't make it just a short run, cheaper alternative to offset printing. And so, we decided it was best to to create a separate company, separate brand, and and really focus on driving uh, valuable, I guess, digital production. Now, John, what what year was that when 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 you got on that digital? You because that was what was it you you told me before? I, uh, that was two thousand two. Yeah, so that's right when everything started happening with digital print, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that was, um, you know, it's uh, of course obviously that was after two thousand one and where everything really kind of crashed in the printing industry and everybody was uh, searching for for ways to kind of stay relevant and change, and um, you know that's. Uh, when you had a lot of uh, manufacturers start to get into it, we ended up going with Nexpress. Uh, it was, you know, that was the the Kodak Heidelberg joint venture at the time. Yeah. And just given given our relationship with Heidelberg, we we felt like that was, um, you know, just a, a good thing to to continue. Uh, we had evaluated all the players uh, at that point from, you know, Xerox, Zicon, uh, HP. HP had just acquired Indigo, uh, so, you know, that was uh, didn't really know where that was going to go at that point. And so we just we we felt comfortable with the the next press. Yeah. No. So so you were right. So here you are. You're writing your your thesis on digital printing, the business plan on on digital printing. It's right when the whole wave starts. And um, but now we're talking to a guy that uh, is doing offset printing. So t- tell us a little bit about that, because you lived the whole life cycle. What, what are some what, what are some things you learned since that time you put that business plan together? You know, I think it's probably a good example of what happens when you lose focus. If if we go back to that original plan and what I just said about focusing, you know, on the strengths of digital printing and and where it's where we feel like its place lies. And at that point in time, what we had determined is, you know, obviously there was value in, in very personalized communication. Uh, there was value in, I'd say, streamlined, uh, very automated short-run printing. Uh, we were starting to explore web-to-print portals uh, pretty much right from the start. And, and we kind of lost track. That's interesting, John. Can you elaborate on that a little? Kind of bought into the idea that digital was going to to continue to eat up huge chunks of the the offset space, and kind of you know didn't really take some time to to evaluate what some of the offset manufacturers were doing. So our digital presence continued to grow, but at the same time our 
the just our our costs can continue to grow as well. So, you know, it took some time to to realize that you know what we were doing was kind of going against what we had originally set out to do. John, that's the part that fascinates me. We know that the pricing model with digital press is a click charge. So what have you learned about the economics of printing offset versus printing digital? We had transitioned from having three offset presses into and what was probably, I think offset was about 75% of what our revenue was, to trying to basically re- remove two offset presses and added some additional, uh, I guess, considerable what we might consider digital firepower. And, you know, with that shifted our production to about 65, roughly 60 to 65% digital. So how did that transition turn out? It was really kind of startling um, because when we, when we put those first probably six to nine months together after that, uh, we began to realize the impact uh, that had been done on the, on the bottom line, um, mainly being that click charges, <laughs> uh, you know, well consumed considerably more uh, than, than what would, would have been realized, say, through, through ink and plates. And so while it's, it, it looks like it would be a more efficient way, and we're, we're not – we don't do uh, extremely high-volume runs. So most of our runs, the, the impression count is you know, somewhere between 2,000 and 7,000 impressions. So you know, we, we felt like uh, digital should have been a, a good alternative to that, especially as presses get larger, you can fit more up on a sheet, they're running a little bit faster, and, and again, the message is it will continue to eat up the offset print volume. Uh, but the reality is that the economics don't say that. John, we worked together for quite a while on the cost analysis with the 9 series versus digital. How did the economics change with offset printing? Uh, like what we've seen so far with, with having our 940 on the floor is that you know, the more efficient you can become on an offset press, it's the, the, the cost, it's just, it's, it's kind of a night and day difference. And, and so we just, um, we had to, we had to start, kind of had to start backpedaling rather quickly uh, to, to get out of that structure. Otherwise it just, it would have been um, a, kind of a disaster for us. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you you told us that you started um, with about seventy five percent of your volume doing offset. Then you shifted it to to sixty sixty five percent digital. Where do you stand today, uh, as far as offset versus uh, digital? We're at about sixty percent offset. Yeah. Okay. And uh, digital. Uh, is roughly 25% at this point. So it's kind of, we just sort of swung back in the other direction and then the remainder would be large format. Okay, interesting. Now you talked a little bit about short runs because I think traditionally commercial printers see or or at least conventional wisdom says, well, short runs is where digital plays best. What have you found to be the tipping point or, or what are some of the metrics that you use to decide whether a job goes digital or offset? Um, my general rule of thumb for, for what I see right now, and, and at least this is for our organization, and, and some of it has to do with just capacity on press. So there's, or just maybe it's the, the overall technique or application, um, which is just, that's actually kind of a secondary point after this, but 
in its simplistic form, I would say about a thousand sheets is is, yeah. is what our tipping point is, uh -huh. and that's mainly because I don't really want to spend unless it's something that I'm forced to. It's a you know it's some kind of manual or it's a, again it's a you know truly personalized application. I try not to spend an hour on on any one particular job on a digital press, just because you have the the sheer number of jobs. Obviously the you know, then we create a bottleneck, and so we're trying to get that bottleneck out. And I'd rather process. 50 or 75 jobs in that day instead of 10. That makes a lot of sense, John. At the top of the show, you spoke about how Cockrell has been ahead of the curve with new technologies. One of the new technologies that you invested in is LED curing on the new 940. How, how has that made a difference for you? Oh, it's been awesome. It Again, it's, it's almost something that we had to experience it to, to fully grasp it. Uh, the, the information that we had before we made the decision, obviously, is that, you know, LED is considerably more expensive. And, you know, that's always – it kind of puts the fear in you because the last thing you want to do is end up in a situation that we were just trying to pull out of, which is <laughs> we're eating up all of our costs in, you know, say this, you know, certain area. We're basically – now we're going to be replacing clicks with ink. And – but as, as we dove into it, uh, one of the things we realized, uh, which is was very hard for us to, to wrap our minds around because, like I said, we, we adopted coatings uh, so early. And so coatings were kind of the thing that we perfected. But over time, we really were primarily using coatings just to, to be more efficient, to, to get jobs in the binary quicker, to, to make it easier for us. And so you know, it wasn't necessarily for the aesthetics. And, um, you know, obviously then when we transition over to LED UV, coatings kind of became a thing of the past unless it's for a special – a technique. Um, so, you know, whether it's a just a UV varnish, obviously spot UV, um, soft touch, uh, those types of things that, you know, you're using it to make an impact, not just as an efficiency thing. So um, that was kind of a – you know, definitely a su surprise. It was a pleasant surprise. It was something that we benefited from because it's just it's simplified our production. So instead of having to do, we're going from a you know a satin aqueous to a gloss aqueous back to a satin to a soft touch, just all these different things that are really inefficient for for production. We're just lining up our jobs and we're able to run. Have there been any other benefits from investing in LED UV curing? I think the the other aspect of the LED that we 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 like that. Um, definitely does uh, pique people's interest, and and I think it's just um, really just kind of a it just ends up being a better thing. But you know, obviously the just the efficiencies of of the LED versus say a mercury lamp, um, less heat, less power. Uh, so from an environmental aspect, it it ends up being a great thing because uh, now you're you're essentially in a nearly a zero, zero VOC environment. Uh, so you know, kind of given the you know greater amount of awareness uh, that, that has been uh, emphasized on, on kind of the environmental aspect. It's, uh, it's just one other thing that's been a, a benefit of, of the LED. And it's, it's, so overall, it just seems like a, a much more efficient press, and especially when we compare it to the offset press that we had in place prior to that. So tell us how, how you know, 2020 was a tough year for a lot of printers, the COVID pandemic. Um, how, how did you guys weather that storm? Um, it's really – it's kind of fascinating. Um, our, our offset volume was 
was steady. Uh, year over year, we actually were, were essentially right at the same volume, um, which going into it, you would have thought there's probably going to be a huge impact on that because no one's printing and no one's going to spend any money at all. Um, but clearly wasn't the case. Uh, the, obviously, signage uh, increased considerably um, oh, yeah, as, right. as we really – you know, we we focused uh, pretty heavily on on facilities uh, signage, and especially as Texas opened back up, uh, because we were, you know, basically we were we were down for, you know, realistically about a six week time period, and then beginning in May, uh, things started to open up a little bit, and just given in, in the environments that we work in, we did have some good connections uh, with with uh, some facilities, primarily focusing on campuses, and um, just. COVID communication signage. So uh, that was kind of a nice uptick. The thing that took the biggest hit was digital. And it was just the realization of the markets that that were driving us uh, in that area. Um, obviously, one uh, being very event-driven. And so that just disappeared. And um, two, especially in some of the food service uh, establishments, that's, you know, they just weren't obviously they were focused on on other forms of printing mainly curbside uh, so it, again it was driving signage it wasn't driving digital print uh, so that volume just completely disappeared and uh, really didn't come back I'd say until probably probably about the last four or so weeks where we started to see those that, that volume getting back to where it was historically okay well well we're happy to hear things are going well for you there what what do you see moving forward? Do you, you do you see did, do you see offsets still playing a, a relevant role? I mean, it sounds like it, but I mean, what, what, how do you see offsets future? I think it's pretty bright, really. It's I think I and especially I, given my background and where I was, and it was hundred percent digital printing, and that was all that I focused on. It's uh, for me, it's um, it's it's kind of been invigorating to see the the offset side and what you can do. I think. Um, you know, some of it, so much of it depends on your market and the types of things that you do, and that was the issue that we ran into again trying to to shift a lot of our work to digital. Is that you begin to realize that things just flat out aren't as efficient. And so, you know, when you're taking something from a digital press and then you're putting it on an offline coder and you're going through multiple finishing um, units, then then all of a sudden you realize you're spending an awful lot of time and effort uh, to, to get something completed versus something that you might have on press for 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're in binder, you've already passed up, say those other two or three steps that you went through. And so I think, um, you know, just looking at it that way, I think sometimes we make, we make things more complex than they should. And, you know, with offset and especially where we've seen it go with, um, UV, uh, particularly LED UV, it's just we're we're able to we're able to get so much work out. We're extremely competitive. Um, we've kept our it's 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 a highly predictable cost structure almost. <laughs> um, you would you would think that the the click charge model might be more predictable, but you know from what I've seen on this, it's almost like it's kind of simplified us from a financial perspective, and you're just able to get a lot more done. And, and so you know I think looking at that offset has a has a great future. So, John, tell us about your plans for expansion. I hear that Cockrell is moving locations. So, yes, we're, we're in Fort Worth. We're staying in Fort Worth. Uh, for, for us, that was very important to make sure that we found a location that was, that was still really within the confines of, of Fort Worth proper, um, just because of the, the, the active role we've really tried to play within the community. And so we didn't necessarily want to move away from that because I felt like that would have been going against our identity.
That was John Cockrell of Cockrell Innovations. We were happy to have him as well as Kyan Hemmen from Print and Finishing Solutions on our podcast today. RMG team manufactures the leading ADUP sheet-fed offset press in North America. And this podcast has been produced in conjunction with their North American representatives. In North America, RMGT is represented by four authorized sales and service centers that service commercial printers, offset and packaging converters, and implant printers in the United States and Canada. We'll see you on a future installment of RMGT Open Mic.